Welcome to Inside Personal Growth Podcast. Deep dive with us as we unlock the secrets to personal development, empowering you to thrive. Here, growth isn't just a goal, it's a journey. Tune in, transform, and take your life to the next level by listening to just one of our podcasts. Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. And I have a personal friend, I can call Carl that. Um, he lives here in San Diego. I live in Encinitas. He's actually down in PB. And I've known him for years. We've made contact over previous books, his memorabilia book. Um, and he has a Mur- new book out. It's it's Murderabilia. Murderabilia, I'm sorry. That's he has a right. new book out called Saving Miles. Uh, a novel. And it's an intriguing novel. Many of my listeners that come to this show are definitely going to want to read this. Um, He's won many awards for it. And I'm going to tell our listeners a bit about you, Carl. Uh, Carl Vonderu is an award-winning author of crime fiction. Uh, As a child growing up in Cleveland, he loved to write. Uh, His ghost stories scared the bejesus out of other kids. We got that coming up because it's going to be Halloween, Uh, but it took Mm -hmm. a long time to become a full-time author. He left Cleveland to study at Stanford, and he spent more than 30 years as a banker in the U.S., Latin America, North America. Those international settings were sources of inspiration for his books. His first novel, Murderabilia, was published in 2019 and won a Left Coast Crime Award and the best debut and a San Diego book award for best mystery. His second novel, Savings Miles, was just published in August of this year. We're only a few months from there. Uh, He worked with nonprofits, also important to Carl. He's president of Partners in Crime, the San Diego chapter of Sisters in Crime, an organization that supports authors and fans of crime writing. He's also volunteers with San Diego Social Venture Partners to mentor other nonprofits. And he lives in San Diego. His two grown sons uh, live close by. And he says he wonders how he knows so much about serial killers and banking crimes. Well, this book is going to be, <laughs> it's because maybe he experienced some of this. <laughs> who, who says families don't have secrets? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for being on Inside Personal Growth. And actually, this uh, while this story has got intrigue in the novel, I'd like for you to tell the listeners about Saving Miles. It, it's a, it tackles some grippling and, grippling and emotional topics. Um, can you give our listeners a brief overview of the story and what inspired you because you have prior books, uh, about, you know, crime and murder and whatever. Uh, but this one's interesting about a kidnapping in Tijuana, uh, and some crazy things that the parents or the father gets involved in. Uh, can you speak about it a little bit? Sure. But first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. And and it's a pleasure to be part of Inside Personal Growth. Thanks very much. And thanks to your listeners as well. Um, I, uh, you know, many things inspire me to write a a particular book. And in this one, you know, I'd read um, The Firm by John Grisham many years ago. And I thought, Hmm, I wonder what it would be like if a bank was owned by criminals. So that was kind of banging around inside my head for a long time. 
But the other side is that my books are character driven, probably more than they're plot driven. And uh, so my motto is that behind every crime is a family. So both for the perpetrators as well as the victims, the family really influences uh, how the book, what happens in the book because of the crime. So, you know, you put those two things together. Um, I was thinking too that, you know, there are not many books done about money laundering. So I thought that would be it. And then finally, I've, you know, I've, I've done uh, banking in a number of countries and my books are multinational in a sense. So I've got characters from Montreal, from San Diego, as well as Tijuana. So those international aspects are important, important part of the book. Um, and you want me to tell you a little bit about what the, the book? No, we because... can, we can go into these questions. And I think what'll happen is it'll build on it because that's what this is about. It's a novel and it builds and you want that kind of intrigue. Now, yeah. as, as you say, this, this book has family and yes. it also has parent child relationships. Yes. Um, I'd like you to share the insights into the dynamics between Wade, the father, Fiona, the mother, and their son, Miles, and how this re, uh, relationship impacts this narrative in this book. Because there is this, you know, I don't know if, know if I want to call it dynamism, but there is this interesting relationship that's going on between this these family characters. Right. Well, there very much is, and there's nothing so interesting as a dysfunctional family. So, <laughs> so uh, we've got three points of view in this book. The, the Fiona, the, the mother and wife, Wade, the father, and Miles, the teenage son. <clears throat> and Wade has been a workaholic father, uh, influenced by his own father who worked himself to death. This is his idea of success. Uh, as a result, he's been absent raising his son, and um, he feels remorse for that uh, and wants to create a better relationship with his son and with his wife. His wife, she got pregnant very early and feels as if she had to give up her, her adventures in her 20s to raise her son, um, and her son has had lots of problems, and she's really rescued him, uh, but when his problems really come to the fore uh, in the beginning of this book, she feels responsible for it. She's also, um, she runs a nonprofit organization that helps save street children in Mexico. It's like, it's an orphanage. And that in a sense is kind of a redemption for her, for the way she feels about how she's failed at, at raising her son. Uh, Miles, on the other hand, um, has always wanted to be closer to his father. Uh, but his father was never there. And Miles additionally had, he repeated first grade. So he has this uh, feeling of inadequacy as a result of that. Now he's a teenager. He both wants to be close to his father and he really resents him for not being, uh, trying to be closer to him. Um, and he, of course, as a teenager is totally influenced by romance and love. Uh, so Girls are hugely important. He's very idealistic. Sex, um, drugs, rock and roll. Sex, <laughs> drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, and I think the drug part is the part where you kind of see this story take a, you know, he goes into this treatment center 
uh, after what you call a streak of harmful behavior, right? Yeah. Um, after a year of treatments, yeah. he comes home, as you say in the uh, in front of this book, with some seemingly rehabilitated, seemingly is probably the right part. And he, yeah. and then he heads to Tijuana to buy drugs and he's kid, kidnapped uh, it, when he's in Tijuana getting these drugs supposedly rehabilitated from. Um, could you speak with us about this part of the story? I, I think mean, it's yeah. really cool how you wove this all together. Sure. Well, first of all, uh, when he, his mother found these drugs, um, Oxycontin in his closet, yeah. when he was 16, and there the parents have the choice of, you have to save your kid's life. Your kid is now beyond you. So they sent him to against his will to a residential treatment center in Utah, and these are really, can be really tough places. Yeah, they are tough. Tough love, tough love, very much like the military. His son hated it, but he came back with a much more sophisticated method for manipulating his parents. Because, <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of psychological uh, uh, investigation that gets done at these, and they come back with supposedly new attitudes and, and new ways to be more successful in life. But he, of course, resents his parents for having sent him there. Uh, but uh, so, and he, he's very attracted to girls. So when a girl wants to score drugs in Tijuana, it's like the perfect revenge and the perfect opportunity to, re to really get back at his parents, even if he doesn't tell them. Uh, so that's what he does. And when he's in Tijuana, he has to pay for these drugs in a garage. But there's, there's always a bit of goodness about him and heroism. He says, no, the girl cannot come with him to the garage because it's, he thinks it's too dangerous for him, mm -hmm. for her. He does it and he gets kidnapped. So, so he's kidnapped, he's kidnapped. And at this point, there's a ransom. And it yeah. was interesting, you weave another character in here, which is Andre, the banker. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the father, Wade, decides to get involved and sign an agreement with this banker um, to work for this bank to get the in, to get the money he needs for this uh, ransom. Um, and and then he becomes indebted to this cartel. Explain that the story between Andre, this crooked hell banker um, <laughs> and what's going on. <laughs> Well, Audrey, I think in many ways is is one of the more complicated characters in the book because he is also uh, has a new age philosophy. He very much wants redemption for what he's done in the past. He follows a lot of sort of Jungian principles and he looks at the spiritual elements of alchemy. So he's got this these two sides to him. He's also laundering money and he's married to a woman whose family's involved with the drug cartel. But Wade doesn't know this, <clears throat> um, and neither does Fiona. Fiona has always admired him. As she works for Andre and his own foundation. She's admired him for being you know, a spiritual man and, and a successful banker at the same time, the sort of anti-Wade. Um, so she pushes that Andre, they get involved with Andre. And Andre says, look, I'll, I'll lend you the money. I'll help you negotiate, but in return, I want Wade to help build my commercial real estate 
at my bank, Wade's a star banker, but what else do you do? They don't have the money. So um, when Wade goes there, he finds out that there are some really sketchy things going on at the bank. Yeah, it's a it's a really good part of the book. Now, you know, you mentioned this, and I, I know you maybe don't want to get into this so deep, uh, but in the writing process, I'm going to ask this question. Did you draw inspiration from real life stories or individuals who'd been involved in similar situations to those depicted in the novel? And I know you did because you said you did. Um, do you want to comment about any of this? Because a lot of times when yeah. a novelist writes a novel like this, um, I was just on with another gentleman and he called this a life fable. Well, this this whole life fable that I'm holding in my hands here. Um, he then admitted it was about him, yeah. <laughs> right? <clears throat> no, he My. changed the character's names. <laughs> so I'm sure you're not as crazy as many of these people in this story, but tell us if there is a connection, and if so, where might it be? Well, I mean, we had <clears throat> we had a situation like this that happened in our family <clears throat> almost 20 years ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... I'm getting you all choked up. You got to talk about nah. this. Now. <laughs> yeah. Well, what can I say? <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. And, um, but I, I don't comment on the particulars of that situation. Um, but uh, kids that have these problems are, are quite common now. And the way it's portrayed in the first chapters of the book is quite often the way the parents deal with the situation. They find right. an, a wilderness program, residential treatment center. Send them somewhere. Send yeah. them somewhere. These two strangers they've hired, they've never met before, show up to accompany them there because the kid won't do it willingly. And, you know, and it probably breaks their marriage apart. You know, so these things happen. Um, it didn't happen to us. I mean, I, I've been married for more than 30 years. So um, the, the way that that happened with us was was different than this. Yeah. Um, and there was but no oxygen. Oh, but no it is a way involved. No right. oxycontin. But you did have a real life kind of situation, and I yes. I've had one myself, so I could relate um, to that as well. You know, the book explores this kind of dark side of humanity. You were just talking about Andre. It also highlights resilience and the strength of the human spirit. Um, can you share some of the moments of kind of hope or triumph in this story? Uh, so far, all we've talked about is the problems and challenges and the, the the cartel and the kidnapping and the kid on drugs. And where does it take a turn, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they die. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think Joseph Campbell always said, you know, if, if, in the hero's journey, at some point, most of all of these stories are um, I wouldn't say all of them, but many of them are about the Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Very much, very much. And this is, is very much a hero's journey novel in that the three of them have a hero's journey, the father, the mother, and Miles as well. Um, I think there are some, uh, lots of turning points here. Uh, for instance, um, when Miles is kidnapped, his father goes to Mexico and, and thinks about all the way he's failed to be a good father. And, and he thinks also that 
Miles has, he, they've tried everything and they just can't help him. And his, his son is incorrigible, but he should have been a good father. And then he thinks a good father would never give up on his son. And he doesn't, the rest of the book. Miles comes back determined, feeling that he's responsible for his father having to had, give up a career, <coughs> a really good career to work at this other bank. <clears throat> and he um, he wants to be a better person. He's trying to be a better person. He's trying to do the right things. Fiona realizes that um, what's most important in her life, she's having an affair with a much younger man. She realizes that her family and the way that Wade needs her now is more important than any of that. And it, and it causes her to fall in love with him again. One of my favorite parts of the book is when Miles has fallen in love with this teenage girl and he asks his mother how she fell in love with Wade. And you can see, you can feel the attraction that she had when she first fell in love with Wade. And it's also a very special moment for her because uh, she gets to experience her son really falling in love for the first time. Little does she know it's with the wrong girl. But um, <clears throat> those are. There's always got to be a twist in there. Some, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you know, okay to and... fall in love. Just make sure it's with the right girl. Right uh, girl. But no, but no, not in this book. Not in saving. <laughs> oh, not in this book. <laughs> no, I mean, it, there's a part where the father is <clears throat> trying to in, trying to persuade Miles that you know I know it's tough, but one of the saddest things in life is that sometimes there are more important things than love. And the teenager doesn't even hear it. <laughs> right. Right. Of course not. The hormones are running uh, very uh, intently. He's going to um, save this girl. Yeah. Well, tell us now the book, you know, you've received all kinds of acclaim. Uh, it's got a gripping plot and character development. And I heard you on another podcast talking with the guy about all the advice you got from your uh, writing coach and the people that yeah. you helped you put this together. Can you tell us about your approach to crafting? I think many people out there who are listening might be interested in writing a novel. They maybe haven't written it yet. Uh, a suspenseful yet emotionally resonant story. Um and, you know, it's quite a craft to be able to do this. And not everybody's cut out to doing this. I mean, these books take you a long time to write and they go through many, many editings. Uh, and you had, it's a team effort, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, I, I tell people that my two most important qualities in writing have nothing to do with writing. Mm -hmm. And that is that patience and tenacity. Mm -hmm. Those are the two most important things. You can get better as a writer, but it, it involves rewriting and rewriting and getting outside advice on where your writing is good and where it fails. <clears throat> so I've gone through a lot of that in, in critique groups, uh, et cetera. I mean, um, the problem that most beginning writers have is they send out material before it's ready because they haven't gotten enough feedback. Um, because, you know, you've worked so hard on a book. It's, it's really everything inside you. You get um, anxious. 
you get it, you get anxious <laughs> and you think you've gone through it so many times, you think it's wonderful. Right. Um, but it's not. <laughs> and that's where you need out, you know, to, you need a critique group. I mean, uh, many times I have one and I've been with them for 10 years now. Um, many times I'll think that I've done something brilliant. And they'll say, no, you missed the barn on that, this and this and this problem. And other times I'll think it's not particularly good. And they'll say, well, you know, this is really quite fine. So my secret has been rewriting. Um, I Well, you've said the two secrets were tenacity. Yes. Right? Just stuck and with patience. it. And patience. Because how long did it actually take you to evolve from the concept and the plot of Mile, uh, Saving Miles to writing it? To getting it published what was the time frame uh, i was like four or five years you know so yeah. for my listeners mm -hmm. don't yeah. be in a hurry carl's a guy who hasn't been in a hurry and for that reason his patience kind of won out and look at the acclaim and awards he got now you know look there's lots of stories that hit uh the the big screen right uh, whether it's netflix yeah. or it's amazon or yeah. it's whatever are you being uh chased and or are you chasing anybody about turning this into a movie well that's an interesting question um i had some interest uh from a hollywood for a tv series uh three weeks ago uh, -huh. uh but we were waiting till after the writer's strike and it was a good director um and then a day before we were supposed to have a big zoom meeting he canceled it because with the end of the writer's strike, some projects that he thought were buried had now come to the fore. Mm. So we hope that at some point, you know, we'll have some interest in this. Well, I hope you do too. You know, Carl, I'm going to ask this and it's not redundant, but the story about this family caught up in this crime, a son who's drug addicted and the plot to obtain the funds and the ransom, you know, this allows the reader's mind to go in a lot of different directions. Um, but at the, in the end, do you believe it allows a reader to understand the own, their own challenges they face in life a lot better for having read a novel like this? Um, because it gives almost like a, it, you know, it, it's so suspenseful, it draws them in. It's kind of like a real life story. What would what would you tell the listeners out there? Well, I would say, like in the hero's journey, the characters have to learn something internally that helps them uh, survive. And I think any family, particularly one with teenagers, sometimes it's a point of the family doesn't look like it's going to survive. Mm -hmm. But I think the 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 theme of this book is that no matter how broken your family is. Mm -hmm. um, and no matter how troubled your son or daughter is, um, there are still ways to come together and forgive each other and learn to cherish each other again. And that's what happens in this book. Um, I think also it, it comes with a lesson that um, uh, love means great sacrifice. And, um, and all of them have to learn how to sacrifice something. Well, certainly Fiona, certainly Wade, and certainly Miles had to sacrifice quite a bit. Um, and it's truly clear and evident that um, you've allowed these characters in what 
may not be in somebody's real life who's reading this, the allowity allows them the intrigue of what maybe whatever their challenges are to look at them in a different way, maybe with not um, so much challenge as you exemplified in the book. What would you like the readers to take away from saving miles and what lessons might they draw from your really suspenseful and thrilling story that you've created here in the book? And by for my listeners, uh, it's Carl Von Drau, V-O-N-D-E-R-A-U.com. Go to that website there. You're going to learn more about the book. You also can see him up on YouTube. There's some videos of him having done interviews. Um, this podcast is going to be everywhere, Carl. It's going to be uh, on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube and all of those places. So please, once you guys get this, go out and check out Carl's website. Go go to Amazon and get a copy of the book. Uh, and Carl even has a spot at his own website. If you want to contact him, there's a contact there. There's a newsletter there. There's news there. There are events. There's book clubs uh, and the other books that he's written. So I encourage you to go look at the uh, at the events. He just told me a minute ago he's going to be back in his hometown speaking uh, pretty soon. Uh, it looked like uh, he's been around, like he's going to the book shop, which is October 21st from one to four. And then November 4th, he's going to be at Men of Mystery Conference in Long Beach. And then on the 11th, he's going to be in Partner in Crime Virtual Discussion. And all of these things you can find more. And he'll be at Diamond Bar Library, which is a city just a little bit north of us in November. So you've got a pretty uh, packed schedule here for the next month or so, Carl. So It is. It'll be fun. Yeah, this is going to be fun for you. What yeah. What is it that, you know, in that last question I asked you, what are the lessons you want the readers out there, the listeners out there to kind of take away? I think um, never give up on each other <clears throat> in your family and being open to change uh, to make things better. Um, I think those are the lessons. Um, they're pretty basic, but it, they're so true and so hard at the same time. Very insightful. I think, you know, change um, and not being so hard on yourself, right? Right. Uh, these are lessons. Forgiveness, forgiveness right? Uh, forgiveness and uh, compassion for not only yourself, but for others, I think is true. The fact that you were talking about Fiona and Miles and her kind of seeing him in a different light, that's very, very important. Um, even though all his choices weren't perfect, we all make choices at times that, that aren't perfect. And this is about a family that made some uh, choices that probably could have been evaluated a lot better. But if that was the case, there'd never be a novel. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, uh, we become better, better people because we screw up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, <laughs> for my listeners <clears throat> go to carl's website uh he says behind every crime is a family um and i think uh this most recent one that we all know about because he used oxycotton is the sadler family 
And I've heard some pretty eerie stories about that family. <laughs> and that's yeah. definitely a family that was really screwed up. <laughs> I've also always said that money just amplifies problems. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was a lot of money there and a lot of problems. You got yeah. that right. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth to talk about your book, Saving Miles. Um, thank you for doing that. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you over coffee pretty soon one day after you finish this crazy uh, tour that you're on. <laughs> thank you. Thank Thanks you. so much for being on. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast on Inside Personal Growth. We appreciate your support. And for more information about new podcasts, please go to InsidePersonalGrowth.com or any of your favorite channels to listen to our podcast. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.